Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And it's time for our annual Best of the Year. Every year around this time, we take a look back at the past year and talk about what our favorite movies or TV shows were from this past 12 months. 2020 hasn't been nice to us as content creators when it comes to (laughs) movies. I saw two movies in the theaters this year. And there, you saw two of them. I saw two movies in actual theaters. I saw several at the drive-ins, but I'm not counting mm-hmm. those. Um, yeah, I saw Tenet when that right. experiment failed. And back in March, or no, back in February, I saw the Impractical Jokers movie. Wow. So, <laughs> running the gambit there. What a um, list. Yeah. But I saw like Jaws at the drive-in. So a lot of retro stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So instead of just talking about movies and TV shows, I told the guys, hey, let's open this up a bit. Let's talk about what got us through 2020. Like, what was the highlight of of what we consumed from media this year? So we all said election coverage. And I was like, guys, we're not going to talk about that stuff. (laughs) Oh, that would be so painful. Oh, Oh, that would be horrible. Man. (laughs) So instead, we're going to try to keep it entertaining. (laughs) Um, How did you guys approach this list? Because I kind of just went with what what have I enjoyed consuming? What was your guys' method of coming up with your list? So my list was what came out in 2020 that I still that I like I like consumed at some point and I still think about or enjoyed for whatever reason. Uh, Some of these on my list are going to be like really cool things that I really like. And some of them are kind of time and place things that I think would never have worked the same way without it being 2020, but like a moment kind of for me. Okay. Ryan, how about you? I just made my list of whatever consumed my time just because of <laughs> with my work. Uh, there was a period where we were like on, on, we were stuck at home doing like an on call thing. So, so we would only leave the house whenever we had to do take care of a service call. Mm-hmm. And there were times I was stuck at home because I was, had health stuff going on. And so, one of the things on my list actually came out this year. The other two didn't, but they're on the list because these are the three things that took up most of my time this year when, when I needed it to. Yeah. So that's, so that's how I came up with my list. Okay. All right. All right. So I don't really have a particular order for my list. Um, do you guys have a particular order that you want to? Okay. So who wants to go yeah. first? Like what was one of the highlights of your 2020? If there is such a thing. <laughs> All right. So one of my list um, is the Jackie Daytona episode of what we do in the shadows. Uh, I think what we do in the shadows, it's a um, it's on FX. I think they stream it on Hulu. Uh, I think it's one of the funniest shows that I don't know if anyone's watching. I don't know anyone but like myself and maybe Romana because I force her to that watches the show. There's an episode of it that Mark Hamill makes a, a guest appearance in and it's fantastic i don't want to ruin too much but there's like one of the characters goes undercover in like a small town bar and it's just so good it's such a good episode and i think about it relatively frequently and i think that's why it like made my list this year like i love it have any of you seen what we do in the shadows or i've seen the movie i'm really interested in the tv show i just haven't Mm -hmm. gotten around to it it's one of those ones that i and I'll talk about this later. I always forget to look at Hulu for stuff to watch. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> and when I go to Hulu, it's like the same three shows that I'm watching. Um, <laughs> but I need to watch that. The fact that all of the FX stuff is on Hulu the way it is now is fantastic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that's just been on my list that I need to check it out, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, and like I knew that it was a show. Like I've seen the movie, like Alan, but I, I haven't gotten around to checking out any of the episodes yet. Sure. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like that with it. I think it's one of those shows. You're like, yeah, we'll get to it. We know it's there, and we know it's good, and they just haven't yet. And I'm like so excited to talk about it with somebody. So <laughs> somebody watch it for me. Please. Everything, everything I've seen about it on the internet has been positive. So. Oh, good. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's nice to see Mark Hamill on TV occasionally. I think it's just nice to see Mark Hamill occasionally. Like, he did a what an Uber Eats commercial that like I just with adore. Patrick Stewart, right? Exactly with it, like, Patrick Stewart. It doesn't make any sense that they're there. I don't need it to be them for the joke that they're doing to work. But it's so good that it's them. It's such a it's such a great joke though because it's yeah. it's Star Wars and it's Star Trek. So mm-hmm. speaking and of Star, the speaking joke, of Star yeah. Trek. Ryan, what do you got on your list? <laughs> Star Trek <laughs> is on the list, but I don't know. I figured maybe I'd bring up that one later on. Okay. <laughs> like, but um, I mean, or I could do it now, whatever. We're not doing this in any kind of order. So, yeah. Uh, honestly, around the time when this COVID thing started happening, like over in China, is about around the same time I was like binging through TNG and DS9 and Voyager to like watch or had just watched Picard. I completely have mishmatched all of the time that all that stuff came out and everything. But ever since that point, I've been on a kick of like watching all of the 90s Star Trek shows and DS9 particularly is my favorite at the moment. I think I've seen that through twice now completely. Um, I'm half. I'm about a little bit further than halfway on doing another rewatch of TNG. I never really saw myself as being a Trekkie, ever. Like, I was a Star Wars person through and through. I liked some of the Star Trek movies, but when it came to the shows, I was like, yeah, whatever, it's good sci-fi. I've seen, I've seen a few of the episodes, but it's not, I don't, you know, it's not really my thing. And then it became my thing. And I now have a magnetic Star Trek badge <laughs> that I have on my one shelf That's so that, cool. I, can, nice. that I can wear if I ever wanted to get a costume together. But yeah, no, it just, it's uh, the storylines, the characters, the fact that some of the characters like span the series. So like there's a few characters from TNG that cross over into DS9 and there are, and was it, there are storylines and plot points that are, that build on top of storylines and plot points from TNG that make those even better. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of the cornerstones of what's been getting me through this year. So it's interesting that you're focusing on a lot of the 90s Star Trek stuff, because this year is the first time since the 90s that you've had three different Star Trek shows on at once. Even in the 90s, though, you only had two at once, because Next Gen ended by the time Voyager was out. Yeah. Um, what are the three? There's Discovery, there's Lower Decks, and Discovery, Picard. Lower Decks, Picard. Yeah. Was Picard this year? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was this was a long year, guys. Yeah. That's Holy why. Oh. That's why I said back when this whole thing started in China. Yeah. Um, I was prepping for Picard. 
So I was binging TNG to watch that and Voyager too, because of, you know, seven of nine is in a card. So I was watching all of this stuff because I like Patrick Stewart and I like the next gen movies, but there was stuff that they were going to be talking about that's in the show and not in the movies in Picard. So I wanted to have the knowledge for it. And through that process, I kind of fell into Captain Sisko's lap and said, I want to serve on your space station. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the reason why I'm not messing and, and the reason why I'm saying the 90 shows and not like the newer stuff, I mean, I love Lower Decks. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I like Discovery. It's not my favorite Star Trek series, but it's it's getting close. Um, and I like Picard. But all of the 90 shows are done. They've been over with, and they're available. Mm. And you can watch them in their entirety. And it's easier for me to binge something like that over and over again than it is for me to binge like the first season of Lower Decks knowing that there's a season two coming like i can only watch that stuff so many times before i'm like okay i, I want the new stuff i know it's coming and then i just sense, i get tired of rewatching it at, at some point do so. you do you think that watching the 90s stuff helped you enjoy lower decks more because there's a lot of references to stuff that is from those old shows <laughs> the, the the jokes in lower decks is 80 percent of like is like 80% 90s Trek and wow. like yeah. 20%, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek original series. So most definitely binging everything and then watching Lower Decks. I it, Lower Decks is so much more enjoyable if you know the 90s shows a little, like not in-depthly, but m- more so than just surface knowledge. Okay. Got so. it. And I, and, I st- go ahead, Devin. Oh, and Alan or Ryan, you wouldn't consider yourself to be Trekkie before this year, right? Like this is all like oh, completely hell no. new to you. Okay, see that's this, this is all completely new to me. That's what's weird to me because I thought you were a Trekkie before this, no. and like you're just you're rewatching these shows because I was gonna ask like, do these shows hold up after your nostalgia wears off? But I'm I guess the answer to that's a resounding yes because it's the first time you're watching this stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. the um like. I remember putting on episodes of DS9 when I was in middle school. Yeah. Um, because I liked the opening and the closing. I never listened to what the characters were saying. I would lie in bed, and if I couldn't get to sleep, I'd put on whatever channel it was playing on, mm-hmm. and I would listen to the intro and try to fall asleep. It's, it's, it, I love French horns. I don't know how to describe it. So I mean, it's like the quote of the episode. French horns, guys. It's going to be the title. Ryan loves French horns. <laughs> um, so we talked about Picard on an, on an episode mm-hmm. way back when. Um, Ryan, I've fallen behind on Discovery. How has this season been without getting into spoilers? Okay, so they went to the future. Everybody, yeah, knows I, this. I saw I saw the first few yeah. episodes. How, how okay. overall? How's the season been? It's it's been going okay. I mean, okay. it's good. I I definitely like where where they're going with stuff. Um, there is a new show that they've been talking about for a while called Section Thirty One, which the one mm. character from Discovery is going to be in. But I'm kind of disappointed by how they set that up. Okay. That's all, all right. I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. But I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, they're like the. It's definitely a different structure than the 90s shows. 
Uh, they tackle different things um, than what the 90s shows did. And it's, 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 it's a modern interpretation of Trek. Some people are really enjoying it. Other people are not. Okay. Some people are kind of like me where they're in the middle. I'm just like, okay, right. cool. It's new Trek. Yeah. It's one. It's one of those things I'll probably get caught up here in the next few weeks. I just had to. I canceled my CBS All Access for a bit, and we're gonna oh, yeah. get it back so we can watch the stand. So, yeah. um, but one of the reasons I canceled my CBS All Access was so I could get some of the new streaming apps this year. Um, and the third thing on my list right now is HBO Max in general. Um, this is a new streaming service from AT and T and Warner Brothers, where they bring in HBO and Cartoon Network and Turner Classic Movies and all the DC stuff. And I've never, like, of all the streaming services right now, that's the one I go to first to find something to watch. Oh wow! Um, and I've seen a lot of things on there that I've really enjoyed. So we're recording this the twenty first. So I'm looking forward to watching Wonder Woman. Uh, and everything that Warner Brothers is releasing there next year. Um, but all the DC stuff, so Doom Patrol, which we've talked about on the show. I saw Harley Quinn's animated show, which is hysterical, and I highly recommend. Oh, it's really good. Um, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, uh, the, the movie that came out in February, which I was supposed to go to the theaters and see, but I had the flu at the time, so... Um, I've just been really impressed with the overall catalog of HBO Max to the point where I had to include it in this list. Because <laughs> there were a few things on here uh, that, that I watched, and I was like, I'm just going to say HBO Max. The hell with it. <laughs> well, so, like, I, I moved to London, and HBO Max isn't offered in the UK. It is a US-only thing, and it's actually one of the things that I miss the most. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And, like, I can get pieces of some of the things on different streaming services, like Birds of Prey and some of the DC stuff is now on Netflix for me. But I miss it being in the same package. And one of the things I think I love the most about HBO Max was it also had the Studio Ghibli movies, mm-hmm. which I think are really hard to find other places. So, like, I'm I'm happy they were in one place for me for at least part of my life. Yeah, this is the <laughs> first time they were available for streaming. Yeah, like, I think it is. They weren't on any platforms before. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was one of the other things they had going for it. Um, yeah, I saw that you're not going to be able to get Wonder Woman the same day, so... Oh, no, I will. Oh, you will? Oh, I'll be fine. Don't you okay. worry. Okay. He yeah. has his ways. I have my ways. <laughs> he might be in the UK, but he's still an American. <laughs> <laughs> Arr! Uh... <laughs> That's that brings up a good question, though. So what is everyone's first streaming platform now, though? Like, you want to watch something, you don't know what you want to watch, you want to find it. Alan, yours is HBO Max. Yeah. Ryan, what is yours? I'm a simpleton. It's Netflix. It's Netflix. It's not simpleton. Netflix has good well, stuff on it. Well, I mean, it's 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 because I mean, like the percentage, the statistically speaking, if I go into like Disney Plus or Hulu, I'm watching something within like ten seconds. Okay. Because I'm going in there. I know what I'm looking for. If I don't know what I'm looking for, I click on the very first thing that I see that I know I'm going to like. When I go into Netflix, is more of like I don't know what to watch, but I know there's a lot of stuff here, so I'm going to mm-hmm. go here first and see what I find. And I'm starting a watch of uh, Star Trek Enterprise because I've never seen that, so I'm watching that right now. Um, so I'm going to that most most mm-hmm. often when I'm not doing the next two things I'm going to be bringing up. 
that I'm not like losing sleep over. Um, I'm watching Star Trek Enterprise on Netflix. So that makes sense. I think back in when I was in the U.S., the first thing I would pull up is Hulu because Hulu had the new shows releasing. And to me, that felt more like live TV. And it felt like I, like I could watch, like I would keep up to date with Bob's Burgers. I'd keep up to date with Archer. Basically anything H. John Benjamin's doing, I would keep up <laughs> with. Um, and I would like keep up with like Shark Tank and those like, you know, terrible reality shows that I love. And I, that would always be like my first one was Hulu. My wife's number one go-to is Peacock which I did not expect. Weird. Yeah. Uh, she, she's riding the Peacock train hard. Wow. Um, okay. That's like the re- one I boycotted hardest. She, well, it's free. So everything oh. she watches is with commercials. Like she's not okay. going in there for like parks and rec or the office coming up soon, but mm-hmm. no, she's watching like Columbo and, um, Oh, what's the one murder? She wrote, she does Murder, She Wrote. She owns Murder, yes. She Wrote on DVD, though. Okay. Uh, no, it's with James Garner. Um, why am I? Why is the name escaping me? Is it Columbo again? It's not Columbo. It's Columbo and... Damn it, I'm going to have to look it up. I, I, I'm so embarrassed right? right now. It's not a sitcom. It's a detective oh. show. Uh, is it the Rockford Files? Rockford Files, that's it. <laughs> Rock. I was like... The Rockford Files, which I've watched a few of, and that show is fantastic. Is it? Yeah. I've never even heard of it. Uh, it went on. They started doing – it was that period of time where they had these detective shows, and then they went into movies, like made-for-TV oh. movies. So they yeah. have Rockford Files from the 80s all the way through the early 2000s. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Um, and I've enjoyed every episode of that that I've seen. Um. So there's a lot of Peacock streaming in my house. That's really funny. <laughs> but we don't I'm pay not for mad it. about that. Oh, like, that's I, good then. I'm all for it. Like, as long as we don't have to pay for it, like... Then you're fine. Like, I don't really care enough to see the reboot of Saved by the Bell to, to pay for Peacock. Like, <laughs> we're good with just the, the pilot episode. I heard it was really good, though. Yeah. So, Devin, you mentioned Netflix before. Yeah. Did you see anything good on Netflix this year? I did, and it's actually on my list. Oh, go on. (laughs) So this is a weird one. Okay, so on my list is Tiger King as one of the big things. And first off, because watching it is a roller coaster. I literally accidentally spoiled a part of it where this one, and I guess spoilers, this one uh, person that worked there had their arm bitten off by a tiger, uh, went to work the next day, because that's just what they wanted to do. I accidentally spoiled that for a group of people, or for one person in a group, and they got really mad at me. And they're like, well, I don't even want to watch it now. And someone went, that's not even the crazy part, because it's not. This documentary series is insane, and everyone was talking about it. But most importantly, it's on my list because everybody was talking about it. It dropped right at the beginning of lockdown, and it was the first thing that I could talk about with people that wasn't, how are you holding up? (laughs) <laughs> Things are weird now, huh? Yeah. Like, it was the first time we could go, oh, my God, Tiger King, that thing, that other thing. Like, conversation about Tiger King felt normal for a while, and it got people to stop thinking about, like, how incredibly weird our lives are now. And, like, for me, that hit at just the right time that I needed it. Yeah, it was – I don't know if we talked about Tiger King at all. On I don't this think episode. we did. I, was, I know no, I was on the episode. I still haven't seen it. I still <gasps> <gasps> Ryan, no! <laughs> I'm not watching Tiger King. No, You're not watching Tiger King? Me. 
you can't you can't make me no it's okay. one of those it's one of those things though where you don't have to watch it to understand what tiger king was right exactly exactly it's, it's i knew as as i love memes and i love the facebook meme scene yeah. And I knew what was going on in Tiger King simply from the all of these original, quote unquote, original content, uh, original content, like meme groups that I'm in people yeah. making memes based off the show. So like the guy getting his arm bit off and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, people just all, all, all the different stuff like I knew about from reading the memes. And I'm just like is this like a joke or did this actually happen? And then I'd research it and went, this actually happened. And I'm just like, I'm not watching this. I can't like, I'm not watching this show. (laughs) It's one of those things where I was fascinated by it for like two weeks. And Mm -hmm. then I was over it. Like for that time I wanted, I wanted to know more. Like I wanted to see what would happen with these people. And then I think around the time the Joel McHale special where they followed up with everyone came out, I was completely over it. Like I didn't need to see that special. I think that was the world. I was the same way. I loved it. Looked the people up. I was obsessed with it. And then Joe McHale special came out. I didn't watch it. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. And Joe McHale got some flack for asking if uh, Joe Exotic deserved to be in jail. It's like, yeah, he does. Like, yeah, he did real crimes. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. and every once in a while, like once a week, I'll hear something about his court cases. And like, he's trying to appeal to Trump for a pardon. That's right. Or something about Carol Baskin's suing someone over something she was on dancing with the stars i guess she was on dancing with the stars and she, i think she danced to eye of the tiger oh i hate it so i guess what i'm saying is if you put 2020 into a group of people it would be the cast of tiger king it is absolutely it is i mean for me it's a time and place thing i don't know if tiger king would have hit the same way if we weren't in lockdown like we were i really don't think it would have i think no. it would have come and gone i think there would have been a yep. subsect of people i think it would have eventually gotten to a point where a lot of people knew what was going on but yeah. i don't think it would have been nearly as big as it is now no no but i think i just liked it because it, like it's a cultural touchstone like now like you can talk to someone about tiger king and they'll either be like oh my gosh i know or they'll be like ryan where they're like i know i know <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> so, yeah that's that's my i guess number two number two <laughs> okay so i'm gonna change i'm gonna change my list up a bit Um, one of the things that I watched on Netflix that got me through the summer because was Schitt's Creek. Really? I fell in love with Schitt's Creek. Um, the show started off slow. I think I tried watching it back when it started to air, but my wife and I started watching it and I just fell in love with the writing of that show and the character interactions. Um, have you guys seen any of Schitt's Creek? No. no, I've been told by everyone I need to watch it, though. It does such a great job of doing the fish out of water story. So you have this wealthy family who loses everything except for this one town that they bought as a gag gift for when <laughs> the, the son was like eight years old, just because it was named Shit's Creek. Oh, my gosh. Um, so but Eugene Levy and Dan Levy, like and Catherine O'Hara, like they're performances on the show are fantastic uh the show ended this year i think like in like early on in the year the show ended oh so, so it's over now it's over now so okay. you, can, you can sit down and binge the whole thing if you wanted um oh, man might but 
it's fantastic. And one of the things that it taught me about myself is that I do a Eugene Levy impression, <laughs> which I did not know. But every is it once just in like world, in the wild? Like when you get mad, you turn into Eugene Levy? Or no, I I don't know why it happens, but it just does. <laughs> <laughs> And people are like, who the hell is Eugene Levy when I do that? And I just think, the dad from American Pie. We'll just tell your mother we ate the whole thing. Oh, my like, gosh. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, that, that that's one of the shows I highly recommend. I'm starting to remember that I, uh, uh, when it came to work, just driving around, I remember I, I listened to a radio interview with him talking about Schitt's Creek and talking about like being on the show and the yeah. different scenes. Now I'm starting to remember it. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it sounds hysterical. It really does. It, it, it's hysterical and it's heartwarming. Like it's, mm-hmm. these characters are the most real characters, but they're so extreme that you it's hard to believe. Like, Catherine O'Hara does this weird accent throughout the show that shows up in, like, the third episode, but she just keeps going with it. And I can't place what that accent is, but I know it's that character. <laughs> so they're, they're so extreme, but believable. That's cool, though. And I mean... everyone around them is grounded. They, the It has one of the best love stories, best relationships I've ever seen on television. See, that actually gets me to want to watch it more than, like, just saying it's a really funny show. Because, like, I don't know, Big Bang Theory is supposed to be a really funny show. And, like, I don't know. I'm not I, – I, I'd kind of jump ship with that a while ago. I don't know if I'd watch any more. But I think because none of those characters are, like, real humans. Like, you know, I understand that they're, like, super smart and, like, I don't know. But I, I, I love shows that, like, like Scrubs. I like Scrubs because Scrubs was funny, but Scrubs had very grounded characters. And it sounds mm-hmm. like this is similar. And that gets me to want to watch it. It, I guess, it would be similar to Scrubs in the in that case. Yeah, there, there's no laugh track. It's Canadian, so the budget's a little bit smaller. Yeah. Um. And they do they just do a really good job with the show. Like I just enjoyed it the whole whole time. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it. <laughs> it's on the list now. Yeah, Ryan. What else you got on your list? Okay, well, the next two things I have are video games. So okay. this is one. Th- I think this is one territory that we haven't really gone into on the show. Not really. I no. think ever. Um, but uh, the uh, the one for my second pick is the uh, remastered Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. Um, that makes me so happy. I was looking forward to this game. It got pushed back, and I kind of forgot about it until I heard like a week before it was going to release. And then I got sick with my health issue and I wound up in the hospital and I had to, and I was stuck at home for like um, two months and between two different surgeries and everything, but whatever. Mm -hmm. During that time period, I had bought and downloaded Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Mm -hmm. and completely relived my childhood from playing Tony Hawk on my Dreamcast, but now I was playing it on my Xbox One. And like... The music put me right back uh, to the original soundtrack on, uh, on on the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 game, which was the one that I played first. It's the soundtrack that got me into like alternative rock and punk music when I was a kid. And if it wasn't for me playing the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 game on my Dreamcast, I would not be the Dead Kennedys fan that I am today. <laughs> <laughs> so We're so much better for that. 
And um, just playing the game on the new maps. I mean, it's like they literally didn't do anything to change the games. They just remastered the maps. They gave you updated skating brands to pull, you know, stuff to like make your, you know, customize your character and its skateboard. They put in modern music that still fit into the whole pop punk, punk and alternative rock scene with, you know, uh, with, you know, with some hip hop thrown into it. Um, uh, There was a handful of new skaters, you know, people who were like in their... Uh, late teens to 20s and 30s and then people who were you know had skateboarding videos on the original game series and i spent literally a month and a half playing it wow um and even like i haven't i haven't touched it in a few weeks but i mean it's it, it was it was one of those things where like every day when Kristen was coming home from work there was probably a stretch of three weeks where when she opened up that door I was playing Tony Hawk because <laughs> I'd been playing all day. <laughs> this is the first year in a long time that I've had a console hooked up to my TV that was a current generation. So I was able to enjoy some of the remasters of like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro that came out yeah. in the last few years. And I realized how much I suck at the remastered version of Crash Bandicoot 2. I think they messed up the game. Like, I know I was good at this game before. I, I can't. Yeah, I think see, I think the graphics are just off a bit, so I, I just can't. This is hard. This is an age thing, because I, I'll admit I was the same thing with Tony Hawk, because I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is great. You know, and I'm like, wow, this is really more difficult than I remember. And then I think it was um, that one YouTube channel that you talk about, Alan, sometimes that you bring up where it's where it's like they're fans, but they poke fun at movies like Honest Trailers or something. Oh, yeah. Cinemasins. Honest Trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's Cinemasins. Yeah. I don't No, Not Honest Trailers, Cinemasins. <laughs> is Honest Trailers something that Cinemasins does? No. Honest Trailers is its own thing. Yeah, Honest okay. Trailers is all other thing, yeah. I thought they were all one in the same. Anyway, um, Honest Trailers did an Honest Trailer for Tony Hawk. Oh. <laughs> and I sent it to you guys and it was on point. And one of the things and one of the things they said was that um, uh, this game will make you realize that your reflexes at 30 are com- uh, are completely different than than was it what they were when you were 12. And it's true. And I only got as good as I did at the Tony Hawk re- re- uh, remastered was because I could spend two weeks nonstop yeah. playing it to get back to where I was when I was 12 or 13 playing it to begin with on my uh, uh, on on the old console. See, for me, it was, oh, I jumped this hole and I landed on the thing, but you still had me go through the edge of it because I didn't actually land there. No, something's wrong with this. Like that's, so It wasn't like the that, center not, of your feet. Like, I, I don't want to say it's me. Like It's not me. It's the game. It's all the game's fault. <laughs> it's always the it's game's fault. Me. It's glitching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's lag. <laughs> Devin, how about you? Any video games? You? I do. So that was actually my last thing that I had on my like number three list, uh, and it's The Last of Us Part Two. I loved this game. I played this game. I, I remember this again kind of hit maybe towards the beginning of lockdown. I was still in California for this one. Um, I would finish work, uh, Romana and I would sit down and I would play this game from the second I finished work until bed and I would play it and Romana would sit there and watch it like it was a movie. And it's so freaking good. I know that people have problems with where they took the story. If you're a fan of like the original last of us game, but I think I don't own the story and I don't 
it's not up to me what the characters do and what they do with the characters. What I loved the most about it is it was a game with a point. It had a very specific point that it wanted to tell you, and that point was driven home by the plot, by the characters, and by the moment-to-moment gameplay, which is something that not a lot of games do. Like a good example is like sometimes you'll play a game where you're like you're the good guy like and there's that evil bad guy and he's he's killing all the guys. Oh, okay, better example. Star Wars. Luke Skywalker is the good guy. How many people did he murder on both Death Stars? It's a lot. But he's a good guy. And like that's a big thing that video games will do is they'll be like that bad guy killed that person. Meanwhile, your character is killing like thousands of people to get up to that bad guy and is also a terrible person. This game addresses that in a very big and very real way, and I love it. Devin, I'm so frustrated with you right now because Why? you haven't seen The Mandalorian yet, but you keep bringing up things they talk about in The Mandalorian. They talk about yep. that in The Mandalorian? Yes, Kinda. they do. They do. What? They talk, they do. yeah. Holy shit. So one of the things that The Mandalorian does, and slight spoilers, you get to see, um, you get to see the Empire react to a victory. And you get, really? they humanize the, the empire a little bit. And friend of the show, Kevin Smith or, or Mark Bernard, one of the two talked about it <laughs> great on their show. Yeah. Uh, the empire at the time of the Mandalorian is in the same spot. The rebels were in, in star Wars. So when they get the small victories, they're going to look at them as these giant victories because they're, they're the underdogs now. Like right. They're, they've been defeated. So yeah, they do talk about that in the Mandalorian a little bit. That's um, so cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a part of, like, that lore that I want to know, where, like, what was that transition from, like, Empire to, like, First Order like? Like, what were their small victories leading up to that? That's so... mm, I'm excited, Mm -hmm. guys. Um, So, I have some video games I want to talk about as well. Yes. Um, Both both related to Star Wars. So, (laughs) um, I couldn't pick one over the other. So, at the beginning of lockdown, I got Jedi Fallen Order for my PlayStation 4 from the library. And then the library shut down. So instead of having a week to play it, I had two months to play it. So I was able to go through and play the whole story. Uh, And it did a really good job of letting you experience being a Jedi. Like the way you interacted with your environments and the force abilities that you had um, were really cool. The interactions you had with other characters were enjoyable. They did a really cool job of flashing back to Order 66 and... and, uh, the Jedi that you play Cal's uh, training. So that's how you learned how to do different force abilities. You actually went back to his training on a ship with the, during the clone wars and got to experience that Um, has one of the best final boss battles. I I've seen in a long time in a video game. Um, But the other game I wanted to talk about is star Wars squadrons, which I've talked to you guys about, which I have on my PC mostly because I own a joystick for my PC (laughs) and it is so much fun just flying around in X wings and tie fighters, shooting other ships and just flying. It's, it's amazing. What is the plot of it? Like, like, is it like a good, like, is it, does it take place in a certain point in time or is it it kind of just like place right after the second death star for the most part? So you're, you're the new Republic and you're the empire. So the empire is kind of falling apart. So it's around the same time. It's a few years before Mandalorian, I think. Gotcha. But, um, there's some characters from rebels who show up in the storyline. Wow. I haven't, I haven't played as much of it as I want to. I just, it's one of those things where life's just been crazy because I'm doing a podcast every week with some guys, uh, (laughs) sometimes too. Um, 
Yeah, so you and you switch back and forth in the in the main storyline between the New Republic and the Empire. So you get to fly every kind of ship. That's they fun. just they I just like that. added TIE defenders and B wings. But Ryan, I get to fly your A wing all the time. Yes. So are there Y wings? There are Y wings, A wings, and U wings. The uh, ones from Rogue One. Oh, those. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. See, Took me a second. If, if if A wings didn't exist, I would be a B wing person. <laughs> I love those things too. Nice. But A wings are. That's that's mine. That's. <laughs> And just just because they brought in the Mandalorian, I guess I gotta say Fortnite too. So there's my third Star Wars game. <laughs> <laughs> kind of counts. Anything else that we want to touch on from this year? Were there any move like were there any movies this year that you guys saw that we want to shout out at all that you might have us do next year? Because I know for me, uh, one movie that I watched on Netflix, which made me feel like I was in a theater was The Old Guard with Charlize Theron. I didn't know you watched that one. I did watch that. Well, how was it? It was phenomenal. I really like Greg Rucka's writing. He was behind the the comic book that became the show Stumptown. My oh, wife's okay. a huge Greg Rucka fan. So as soon as she saw this was out, we watched it. So I really enjoyed it. It was one of the best at-home movie experiences I've had in a long time. Because it felt like it wasn't made for Netflix. It felt like it was made for theaters. And I think it was just made for Netflix. Like, I don't think it was ever going to be going to theaters. So oh, wow. I could be wrong on that, but I really enjoyed that film. I'm thinking, I don't, I, I mean, so something that came out in 2020 that I really enjoyed, but we have talked about it a little bit on the show is I really loved Avenue five. Okay. Um, it's a it's a space comedy with Hugh Laurie uh, as a captain. I I thought it was wonderful. Um, it definitely is like a like a runner up for me if I didn't pick what we do in the shadows. Okay. Yeah, I saw that show too, and I'd recommend it. Yeah. I see. I still haven't watched it. I like it's it. the guy who the picked HBO Max as his as one of his picks hasn't watched the new <laughs> Hugh Laurie show on HBO. You see, it's one of those things where like the first two episodes are like it's kind of jarring like somebody who doesn't know how to drive a stick shift you know kind of like the go stop go stop thing but once you get into season like season once you get into episode three you're like okay okay i get it i get it this is hysterical i (laughs) think but um i don't really have anything from this year (laughs) movie wise um i actually had a second video game on my list um that i've been binging Uh uh-huh really hard the past month and a half which is the division two um which is actually kind of which is actually kind of meta i guess you could say for what's going on at the moment um yeah very simply uh crazy scientist combines a bunch of deadly diseases as in sars swine flu and the plague black pox um, combines them together into a super bug that can spread like the common cold and completely destroys the uh, country, pretty much. Um, hospitals are overrun because this thing, it, you are contagious the second you get it, and it has like a 95% fatality rate. Um, wow. So you are, you are an agent of a government agency called 
the, the, the division, which mm-hmm. is uh, basically you have complete authority given by the president to, to do anything you need to do uh, to keep order at, at, at whatever location you are sent to. Mm-hmm. And in the first one, you go to New York in the middle of winter. It's a very, very interactive um, RPG uh, second person shooter. Um, uh, it's a farming game, so there's, so there's a lot of loot. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to get and you build your armor set up. Division two, you get called to Washington, D.C. as a separate agent. You're not the same person you were before. It, you, you can make it that you are in your head if you want to or not. But yeah. um, you go to D.C., it's pretty much the same thing. It's, it gets more in-depth in the storyline. What I like about this is that it's the only Tom Clancy game that I would consider to have an actual Tom Clancy-ish storyline as as in conspiracy theories, government agencies, um, uh, 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 turncoats, other countries get involved. Um, once, once, uh, once you clean up DC, a Blackwater type military company comes and invades pretty much the whole East Coast. Um, oh, wow. I've read the two books that have been based off the video game that connect one and two together. They have come out with a DLC where you go back to New York. And I'm in the middle of playing their season four, which I always used to be the old man yelling from his porch and and the whole video game culture thing going DC, you know, DLC suck. Why don't you just release it is with the video game because I paid 80 bucks for this. You know, it's like I paid 80 bucks for this. I'm not going to pay an extra 30 to get, you know, 20 hours more content when you could have just released it, you know, a division three. But this changed your mind? Yes. Like I am now buying DLCs. I am now paying for the seasons, you know, to, to do the different things and get the different stuff for your character. But, um, like, there are signs when you go around the city that's, like, completely dissolved because, going back, you'll you'll see posters that say, you know, wash your hands and save a life. Like, that's, oh, no. that's, that's, uh, that's the part where it gets kind of like, wow, I'm playing something that is a lot more truer than it was when this thing came out back in February of last year. The, the, <laughs> the PS4 Spider-Man game has kind of the same thing, because part of the story of that is there is a plague that's released upon New York City. So right. there'll be signs on the subway that say, wear a mask. Uh, and it's just kind of eerie after the fact to see that stuff. Yeah. So And, and it, the thing is, like, people... You know, it, the concept of a plague being destructive to mm-hmm. our economy and to our way of life has been around since the 70s. And there have been disaster movies and books and comic books that if you go back, and, and these things are written 12, 15, you know, 20 years ago. And you go back and you read this stuff and you're just like, this happened. Like, this happened per yeah. Like, this is like a crystal ball type stuff. Now, granted, this video game series is like worst case scenario, you know, with a 95% mortality rate. Um, but the previews for the first Division game was pretty dead on that, like, you'd get the first case... Then they'd find out that it was contagious for like a week. The person mm-hmm. didn't show signs. The city gets locked down. And then by day three, the hospitals start getting overrun. They can't take care of normal people who are sick from like car accidents. And then, and then, and then, you know, four days after that, people stop showing up to work and the, and the economy collapses. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're trying to prevent. It's, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's one of those things where it's like the story hits me in the face when I'm playing this game, but I love the gameplay. Yeah, that's cool. And that's one of the reasons why I like this so much. It's 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 the storyline and the gameplay combined have made this game series my all-time favorite ever. And ever since I've gotten into the whole DLC season thing, because they're in the middle of season four, like, I've been losing sleep because <laughs> I can't stop. You know, it's like, oh my God, I'm at level 75. If I can stay up for another hour, I can get to level... 80 if i make my if i if i turn on this and turn off that and i go take care of this control point and do this mission and oh it's ridiculous i'm addicted i'm addicted (laughs) that's cool though that's see that's what i want though like that's like that's what should be on top of your list like the thing that like you love the most in this year and it sounds like that like that's perfect yeah because i mean i was playing division one at the start of this year and Mm -hmm. then you know, like the, the Star Trek thing happened, and then I got the kidney stone issue, and then Tony Hawk, and now I'm back to playing Division Two again. Yeah. Like I started the year on Division One, now I'm ending it on Division Two, so it works out. <laughs> so, I don't think last year we did a looking into 2020. What what are we looking forward to? <laughs> uh, I think we talked about it in our wrap up episode of 2019, but I, I can say with some confidence that some stuff is going to come out next year. Is there anything at the top of the list that you're looking forward to in 2021? Oh my god! Oh, I mean more Marvel stuff. This is gonna any be any Marvel weird. stuff, like right? Any I mean, Marvel stuff. I so it's weird because when when Endgame came out, I was like, you know what? Or no, after Spider Man, I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think that was it. I think I saw what I needed to of the Marvel stuff. And then they're like, Marvel. I mean, the world was like, okay, fine, you get nothing for a year. And I'm like, okay, now I want it again. So definitely the Marvel stuff. So what you're saying is you think Disney is behind the pandemic? I'm I'm not going to say that they're direct. Yeah, yeah, they're behind the pandemic. Yeah, they did it. Okay, Ryan, how about you? I'm looking up a list of what's coming out next year because I honestly don't know it's off the top a, it's of my a head. lot. Like I look yeah. up a list of what's coming out in 2021. Everything is. I'm never going to leave the movie theater. Yeah. Um. For me. I'm looking forward to all of the Warner Brothers stuff coming to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, because there are stuff on that list that I wasn't going to go to theaters to see, like Space Jam 2. Like, I had no desire to see that in theaters, but if it's going to be on HBO Max and I can watch it from my living room, yes, I want to see LeBron James and Bugs Bunny fight uh, the mask playing basketball. Yeah. Because that movie sounds insane. Because <laughs> they're just bringing in all the Warner Brothers properties that they can. I, I'm not mad about it. It sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. But I'm really looking forward to James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. That's interesting because I don't know how to feel about that one yet. I mean, what I've seen from it, it looks cool, but I don't know I don't know enough about it. Like, I don't think I know enough to make a judgment. Ryan found a thing. Yeah. I found a thing. Without, with, coming out in February, supposedly, without remorse, Michael B. Jordan is a former Navy SEAL out for revenge in Without Remorse, based on the 1993 novel by uh, uh, by Jack Ryan creator uh, Tom Clancy. Uh-oh. I was just talking about a Tom Clancy video game. Okay. I love Tom Clancy stuff. I love Michael B. Jordan. I think he's a great actor. And the fact that he's doing a Tom Clancy movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, you're telling me they're doing a, a Tom Clancy movie that's not Jack Ryan? No, 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 no. It is a it, 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 based 
based on the novel by Jack Ryan, created by Tom Clancy. That confuses the hell out of me. By that Jack Ryan, really confuses it's pro- me. By Jack Ryan, author, probably. They probably just didn't write it's it. It's gotta be. Yeah. It, it's gotta be. But it's a book from Tom Clancy from the early 90s. Okay. That's, okay, that's cool. <gasps> that's around where Tom Clancy was, like, starting. Like, he was peaking, I think. Like if peak he wasn't peaking, he, he was already on, on that, like, his plateau of like how high he was going to go i think he was already there when he was uh uh uh, around that time because tom clancy reminds me of what i like about you know storylines involving deep government yeah you know cold war you know espionage simple stuff simple stuff i long for simple you know good you know government stuff and that's as okay. much as I'm going to say on that. <laughs> Speaking of old books, you reminded me the new Dune movie is coming out, and I can't wait for that. Mm. Also on HBO Max. I ju- so. it's coming. Really? Yep. Wow. That's what my brother's one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Denae Devenu is not happy about that. I heard. But, actually, you know what? I did hear about that. Yeah. Warner Brothers pissed off like every major filmmaker in Hollywood with this deal. But yeah. what are you going to do? Like, Really? It. it it's a they're between a rock and a hard place. They either release it this way or hold on to it for another year and then see what they can do with it. Yeah. So And yeah, I mean this goes into just how I mean this is one of the things that there's one lesson that this year showed was how fragile certain things are. Like mm-hmm. like there's been a lot of stuff that that is just baked into our culture like movies going to the movie theater for movies and how movie theaters make money and i'm sure there's contracts behind the doors you know behind the closed door i'm sure there's contracts of this stuff but i feel like it was just traditional with the way things have done you know it's always been done this way it keep you know it keeps everybody happy let's just keep on doing it and this year kind of like threw a wrench into all of that and it's mm-hmm. like well what happens when you can't do it this way yeah. And I think it's kind of showing that there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that is, is just, there are certain things that don't make sense on the spreadsheets Yeah, that make sense culturally. And I feel like movie theaters is one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, culturally, we like movie theaters. And if we can keep it going, we want to keep it going. Does it make the most business sense? No. No. Yeah, and I... If it gets to the point where I feel comfortable going to the movie theaters next year, I'll go. Like I, mm-hmm. I felt comfortable enough to go see Tenet this year. Yeah. Um, with a mask on, which kind of added to the the feel of that movie. Um. But if I can watch this stuff at home and not expose myself to hazardous things in the world, then I'm going to do that. Like if that's an option for me, I will do that if it makes sense. I may not pay $30 for it like Disney wants me to, but... Hmm. No, I didn't. I, I, I'm a huge Disney fan. I was excited for Mulan. I didn't pay it. I Did you, have you seen Mulan? I have not. It's on there. I've seen the cartoon. It, it's that, like, them wanting me to pay $30 for it soured me against the movie that much. Yeah. Other things soured me on that movie, but we can get into that later. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. So, anything else we want to talk about from 2020? 
that's it. How about a movie that I have no interest in of ever watching that came out in 2020? Which sure. One? Songbird by Michael Bay. Oh. Michael Bay's COVID movie. That's right. I forgot he made a COVID movie. I saw the trailer and I have no interest in it. See, I didn't part of the that. reason why, part of uh, part of the reason why, um, I I learned about this movie in the one uh, uh, the division uh, uh, Xbox players group that I'm in on Facebook. Somebody yeah. shared shared uh, uh, shared the trailer and said, "Hey, look, it's a movie based off the, the, the division video game." And I watched it, and I'm like. Yeah, I'm never watching this. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that about a lot of Michael Bay stuff. Yeah. Like Transformers 4 and 5. I 5's the only one I've seen. 5 and Bumblebee. Good list, um, I know. Yeah. Um No, I I I can't think of anything from this year I I won't watch. No. But I think that about does it for 2020. So I'm, we can I'm finally, good to close the door. We can finally put this year behind us, guys. I'm excited about and that. Move on I'm to done. 2021. And I need to figure out what movie I'm going to have you guys watch to start off the year. So <laughs> it better um, be a good one. There's a lot of pressure on it. It's a whole oh, yeah, new, yeah, no whole new year. Before we move on, was there any movie that we did for the show that stands out in your mind as, oh yeah, that was really fun to do. It's a really good question. Because we've done a lot in the last year. We have. I'm actually bringing up our Podbean account so I can scroll through our uploads. <laughs> well, what was yours? Did you have one that you really liked, Alan? I think I have to look it up, too. Because <laughs> there's so many. Uh... Oh, my God. There's so many ones that we did where I loved our discussions. Hamilton, Total Recall, uh, Movie, movie no, 43. No, my favorite, and I can pick that right away. My favorite is Robocop. Okay. You guys did a good job of completely changing my mind about that movie. Because, really? Yes. Yes. Because I watched the movie and went, this is garbage. And you did. was ready to just yeah. like blast into it. And I'm wrong. And this, that's one of those times I'm totally fine admitting I was very wrong about the movie and I want to rewatch it. So my, yeah, my official pick for that is RoboCop. I enjoy doing the crossovers that we did with victims and villains. Those were fun. Um, I was really glad to get you guys to watch the nice guys. Logan Lucky was fun. Our triple features were a blast. I did really like those. We'll have to do more of those in the future. Um, but... You know what? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, my favorite one that I had you guys do was 2001 Space Odyssey. Because you guys came over and we watched it. Yeah. And we watched it together, and then we recorded, what, the next day, I think? No, that day. That we day, later. That day. Yeah, we, we recorded later that day. And I loved Devin's story about how he tried to watch it on his own at the kitchen table, and his family was like, what the hell are you watching because of all the monkey noises? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that day was a lot of fun because not only did we do 2001, but we also did Chef, and I got to yeah. cook for you guys. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and we got our photos taken, which was a That was in oh, yeah, February. Nice. Yeah, it yeah. was. No, that, that was in February. That was January. That was the week after, my, or yeah. after Devin and I's birthdays. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. It's wow. been a year. 
It's a long year, guys. Yeah. Wow. This year feels like it's been a decade. It does. Really, though. So. Holy cow. Well, hopefully next year doesn't go by too fast. <laughs> um, but we have some exciting things planned for next year. Uh, one of which is video. Like, we're moving into... We're experimenting with video podcasting. So you can subscribe to us on YouTube and see our beautiful faces and Devin. And Devin. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't want to see this? Let's be honest. So we're, we're experimenting with that a bit. So go check that out if that's your kind of thing. I, we might also upload them to Facebook. Who knows? Um, but if, if video is not your thing, you can always listen to us on any major podcasting platform. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Audible, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm sure I missed a few. But you can also like us on Facebook to see our videos and find out when the latest episodes are released. And follow us on Instagram, where you can see pictures and stuff. <laughs> Maybe still if some from of here. us ever actually post. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I post. So Yeah, you I, do. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we signed up I for start, the though. Instagram. I was like, yeah, we should all like post stuff from... Like when we're watching things, and then two years later, I'm the only one who ever posts anything. Hey, I did me eating dry pasta that one time. You did, yeah. That was that was my contribution. Yeah, I, I, I like I get Facebook. I understand Facebook. Like that's one of the things. Like I got into Instagram, and I'm like, okay, all I'm doing is taking a picture and posting it. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. And you write a sentence. I'm like, I I put a sentence with it. Like yeah, no, you, you do this all the time on Facebook. Like yeah, I I know I do, but this isn't facebook it's instagram <laughs> wait wait until next wait until 2021 where i, I get you to do, start doing tiktoks so it's part of it what tiktoks yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's gonna be me sneezing <laughs> we're doing and all hey, the dances ryan all of them yeah i mean i i've got a video degree i know how to how to splice this video into like vertical i don't want to but i will um <laughs> but yeah so until next time, until next year, hell with it. Wow. Until 2021, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. In 2020, go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> seriously. I like how, I like how we didn't even mention that Devin started the year in LA and ended it. In, I, I wanted ended to. It outside of the country. I was going to say, tune in next year when Devin ends the show in <laughs> Antarctica. And then next, the next year, he's just on Mars. Like, 